the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffle Podcast, episode 179. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Hello, Unruffled listeners. We are popping in at the top of the show to share with you several ways that you can help support the podcast. First, you can become a patron of the show by donating to our Patreon fundraising campaign. Please consider supporting our consistent effort in bringing you weekly content on creativity and recovery, all for less than the price of a latte. For just a dollar an episode, you will receive early access to each week's show as our way of saying thank you. If every listener did this, we would be over the moon. The link to our Patreon campaign is www.patreon.com backslash the unruffled podcast. And that's not it. You can share our show on social media or with your friends, and you can subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating on iTunes. All of this helps our little show immensely. And we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now onto the show. Good morning, Sandra. Good morning. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I have an electrician in my house, uh, one kid remote learning in my house, and one husband who may be popping in on us. Oh, we're going to have some guests today. Yeah. All right. There's all kinds of commotion all around me, but this is what we do. We just have to go, okay, mm-hmm. put this invisible wall around myself and mm-hmm. knock this episode out. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Well, I have um, a sleeping dog that might wake up and have a boy that's in bed still because it's a little bit earlier where I'm at. Um, but I sure do enjoy my morning, Sandra. Like I, I wake up now and I listen to my guided meditations. I've been listening to music before I get out of bed. I even danced a little bit this morning, you know, while I was kind of just getting dressed and I'm like, I just, I'm just having a good week. I'm having a good little spell of this little new routine I'm in that, you know, routines, I, I, that's such a downer word sometimes. But yeah, I really, really don't <laughs> like it. It's yeah. really like, wah, wah. I right? don't know. But it's, it's like a morphing. It, it's not really, it's just that I'm going to get up and do something. Sure. Mine <laughs> changes all the time, but I always, I think that the, the consistency of it is that I like to get up before everybody else does. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, that's the thing. Cause I have three other people that live here. So all full time. So um, if I don't get up before everyone else, it kind of sets me off on the wrong foot for the day. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, things are, things are good here. I know, um, we want to, do you want to promote anything at the top of the hour before we dig in? Um, sure. Uh, you know, same old stuff. Sign up for my newsletter at the Um, pretty happy with the last couple I've sent out actually. And I will say again that if you're not a newsletter person, I get it so much email. So I've been putting my newsletters on my blog, just kind of cross posting and reusing content. <laughs> Smart. And um, working smarter, not harder. Right. That's the point. Uh, So if you are not a newsletter person, you can always go to my blog, um, which is on my, it's nested um, in my, uh, on my website under art and words, the blog link is nested under there. Um, So yeah, you can sign up for my newsletter and kind of hear what I'm doing it's mostly still change your story. I'm work. I have a couple of things, other things I'm working on, but they're not, you know, anywhere near to completion. Um, but yeah, still taking, um, clients for change your story. If you have, um, a deep desire that you would like to, uh, work with me on for four weeks, one-on-one, I would be happy to work with you. I'm loving my clients right now. And, um, ah, it's just so fun. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, um, 
What about you? So the unruffled.com is where they can mm-hmm. find you. That's where everything is. That's yeah. the hub. Yeah. Same for me, TammySalas.com. This week I am launching my gray area coaching um, on my website and some branding that I'm creating, which is the, I just don't love creating branding. I will say that. So won't be a whole lot of that, but there's going to be something I'm creating some art around it. And um, yeah, I will launch the, the coaching um, on the new moon, which is the 17th, which yeah, it'll be later this week that this airs. So, and same as you sign up for my newsletter. That's what you're going to hear. I hear everything first and kind of get the skinny on everything. So at TammySalas.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, so pe- yeah, listeners have been hearing a lot of us lately. I know. And we're, we got some <laughs> interviews coming up, some good ones. So yeah, <laughs> yeah so but hang we out. Hear that you guys like it. <laughs> we hear you guys like it when we just talk. We've actually gotten a I don't know if you have, and I'm sure you have, but I've gotten really great response from our last three episodes. So yeah. thank you everyone that has um, sent yeah. encouraging words and, and nice responses to those. Yeah, it was really nice to get all that love. So um, we appreciate that you like hearing us just chat it out. So you're going to hear that today for sure. And then we're going to try to have some interviews here um, this last part of September. And we're excited about the people that are coming on. So That'll be good. But today we're going to kind of, usually the last three years, we've kind of done a summer wrap up show. Um, But you know, this year is like no other year. And this year we're wrapping up summer. We're upon the sixth month of of COVID um, almost six months to the day since we've been in shelter in place here in California and been wearing masks and been uh, living in a very different way. And so we wanted to kind of talk about like our summer wrap up and the kids are all back in school. We'll touch on that a little bit too, I imagine. And just kind of where we're at with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I can just even segueing from what we were talking about earlier, um, you know, that my morning routine got really uh, <laughs> impeded upon <laughs> at the start of this um pandemic and you know now my husband is actually going back into the office but yeah there was a there were a few months there where he was not and I know that that's probably the story for many of you that are listening you know we now have other people in our home when we're not if you work from home anyway and now you're having to share your space and your mornings with all these people and like why aren't they going to work and school I had to really like Uh, find some grace. (laughs) Yeah. And we keep talking about like um, these, I know nothing's going to go back to quote unquote normal. Right. And do we really even want that? And I know all of those conversations, but so set that, if we can just compartmentalize that for a second, I did have this really consistent normal routine going on. And then COVID has helped me. And I've shared this in earlier episodes, really solidify my morning routine. Uh, because there is only one person in my house right now. My husband moved out in May of this year. So I have been able to kind of have a little bit of a utopia in a morning of having it the way that I want it. No one is up. My son is still asleep, you know, and uh, I've, I've got to really sink into it. And I needed that, Sandra. I needed a little bit. I, I thrive on routine. That's, that's just me. And I, I thrive on knowing what's coming next. But saying that, I looked back at my notebooks and see, and see you know, the, the consistent thing was that I went to like a 7 a.m. meeting every day for the most part, since this whole thing has gone down for 180 days. I've never gone to a meeting every day in my recovery. Um, I've missed a few here and there, like today and yesterday, I didn't go. Um, but for the most part, it's helped kind of um, sturdy me up. But that's only just one hour, excuse me, out of the day. But what I do before it, what I do after it, kind of this beautiful rabbit hole that I go down after a meeting with books. And like, if someone talks about a phrase, like my own kind of, I don't know if it's research. Study. It's like study. Just being intentional. Yeah. I'm doing that for another hour or so afterwards. And that was not on purpose. That was not by design. That was just kind of this 
um, natural evolution of what was happening. And it brings me a lot of joy and it's helped Mm. keep me anchored. So the meetings definitely help. Um, but I think it's more what's happening for me afterwards mm-hmm. that it's really bringing me a lot of joy. Yeah, that that's a consistent part of my morning thing as well is study. I, mm-hmm. I would just call it study I like because that. sometimes I am reading a book, but then sometimes I will it'll, there will be a phrase or something, and I and I'm you know, then I'll grab my phone and go, I need to look that up, you know, and then that takes me to an article or that takes me to another point of research. It's just, I feel like, you know, kind of like a monk sometimes in the mornings where I'm just just studying and that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm learning and it lights me up Mm -hmm. like no other. I was just sharing this with one of my clients because something I said to her, took her down this rabbit hole. And I was like, that's, that's it. Grab a hold of that. Mm-hmm. Cause that'll take you very far when you're feeling, uh, untethered and a little rocky in your sobriety, mm-hmm. because that's the thing that has taken me all the way. These six years is just following my curiosity. Absolutely. I love that, Sandra. That's it's sometimes when you're in it or you're doing it, I don't think about it, right? But that word study, I love being a student. And I also like to be the boss. So this really gives me right. <laughs> the opportunity to marry those two traits and be the boss of my own curiosity and study whatever's coming up for me. And um, yeah, yesterday was a day like that for me, that one thing led to the next thing, led to the next thing that... Um, it was just kind of this beautiful, like I just entertained myself all day long. And then I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is actually my work. Yeah. Like oh, I yeah. get to do this. It all goes in the arsenal mm-hmm. for teaching. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it really excites me. And so during these last six months, uh, I've gotten to know myself a lot better. Mm, yeah. And I feel like that's a beautiful byproduct of what's happened. Um, again, I know so much has changed and there's so many issues that are happening in the world. I mean, there's like smoke all around me. I can't California's on fire, yeah. right? People are out of work. You know, yeah. I know it's like, uh, I'm sure it's hard to find yourself when you yeah. worried about how you're going to pay your bills. Yeah. So you're right. I feel very fortunate that I have a spouse that's still, still has a good job and, you know, and then I can pivot. I mean, I, I had to pivot a lot in my business mm-hmm. and, yeah. and I'm glad that I had the uh, capacity to do that. Right. And the pivot is so, is so key and, and that sobriety is a pivot, right? So sobriety mm-hmm. is a pivot and the fact that I'm clear and sober and have clarity about things, don't have all the answers, not perfect. And you know, that's, I, I don't even want that now anymore. It's, um, but the pivot, I want that. Yeah. yeah I can do that now. And, and right. it, before in my drinking days, um, everything seems so huge. Everything oh, over very dramatic. Just take me out. Mm-hmm. Just take me out. This whole thing would have taken me out completely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. An excuse. I mean, I used to have, I think I've talked about this in the past, but you know, the power would go out a lot here on the coast in the winter time. And we would have a major flooding that, you know, highway one was shut down all the time. Um, usually late December and January. And I would have parties at my house, power outage parties, because we would have power here in Valley Ford for some reason. And the town surrounding us wouldn't, and they would, people would come to our house and we'd feed them and we'd drink and it would just be I thought it was so fun back then, Sandra. That sounds like a fucking nightmare to me now. <laughs> There's right. yeah. no way. Yeah, we, we, we would have those like um, snow days or, you know, whatever, which, you know, I know for people that live north of Texas, you know, uh, they have their whole winter snow days comprised of snow days, but it very rarely snows in Texas. And when it does, you know, yeah, it would just be like, okay, you know, shut it down. You know, this is going to be a, 
a, not only a waste of a day because you're going to drink all day, but then, you know, then you're going to be recovering the next two days. So you've really lost three days. Um, but yeah. And, and don't you think that that is like back to, goes back to that binary thinking and that's all I, you know, it was either, it was either going to be a work day or it was just be like hall pass, fuck it off, fuck it all. You know, <laughs> like there's no in between. There's all right. No, yeah. There's all nothing, nothing in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's still all or nothing for me, but I have to, I have to use my, that power for good. Right. I need to use that kind of trait of mine for good, all or nothing. Like, just like we were talking about routine, I can go down this rabbit hole. It's all about this today. Um, but before, when I was drinking, like you're saying, when we're having um, snow days, it's all going to be drinking and having fun and chatting. Right. Being silly, going in my studio and drinking alone. Like, you know. Right. There was just no, there was no room for pivoting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's so much space in that. There's so much freedom in the middle there, you know, to pivot or to be nimble and resilient and um, all of those other qualities that I'm so glad I've gravitated towards now. (laughs) Yeah. And for me, sometimes um, I don't go here too often, but sometimes I think about, you know, what it was like. And I can say it now with that kind of a giggle and talking to you and, but, um, you know, I got a 12 step call the other night from someone who, um, is in the thick of it. Right. And everything I'm saying and talking about how, you know, if you do this, you, you might be able to do this. You know, I'm trying to say like, there's hope and, and that a person just did not want to hear it. It's hard to believe it when you're right. in it. I don't, yeah. I didn't, I wouldn't have believed it. Yeah. She, she was pretty angry with me and tell me like it was all syrupy and sweet and um, being so positive And it was just, you know, it felt like bullshit and I could, I could take her words, you know, I could listen. Sure. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I know it does seem that way. And I know you're tired of the phrases and it all seems like, you know, everybody's just repeating things and everybody's like a, an automaton, um, but really, I felt like an automaton when I was drinking. It's not the people that were in recovery. It was, I felt like that. I felt uh, like I couldn't change. And I get that. You know, you want to be heard. You want to be, you want someone to really listen to you. Yeah. Um, and sometimes those phrases, those, you know, especially the AA phrases that you always hear. Sometimes it just feels like that that's so too rote and the person isn't really listening. So I understand that. Yeah. It was good for me to think about too, about how to have an effective um, kind of 12 step call where you're trying to help somebody. Yeah. The listening is what happened. I I realized I just needed to shut the fuck up, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, listen to her and um, invite her to a meeting um, the next day and tell her I would be there. And, um, you know, there's only so much I can do. I don't control other people's drinking. Oh no. Right. So oh, no. Yeah. Um, sorry. But I reaching out. Here, yeah. yeah but reaching out, gosh, that's huge. Right. For, you know, that's not something I ever did. So yeah. that's a big, that's a big, um, first step. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I got off track there. Sandra, help me. <laughs> yeah, no. So, okay. Well, let's talk about school and, and what that's looking like. I mean, I'm sure that yeah. our situation looks like probably most of you that are listening. Um, our kids were, so our school didn't uh, give the option of in-person learning um, they will eventually, um, but uh, they even pushed back the start date of school. So we just, my kids just started school this week as we're recording this. And, um, you know, up until that day, I have been, and I mean, you can call it magical thinking, which I am, <laughs> I'm like, I've got a, I win awards in magical thinking. <laughs> You're the Um, magical thinking. (laughs) But I just thought that I would just completely acquiesce and accept 
this is our quote unquote new normal. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, you know, I, it's not like I'm kicking and screaming, but I am still pissed. I'm just angry mm-hmm. <laughs> and I am incredulous that this is how, how my children have to experience pretty paramount years of school. My son is a senior yeah, and my daughter, this is her first year of, of middle school. Aww. And, um, and I'm just still just completely pissed off mm-hmm. <laughs> that this is what it looks like. And I, and I, when I woke up that morning, their first day, which was, you know, Tuesday as we're recording this, the day after Labor Day, um, I did my thing. I had my meditation, and I pulled did I pulled a tarot card. Like I, that's those are both part of my morning routines, and um, I pulled the death card, mm. which is about. It's not necessarily about um, you know literal death, as it more is about closing doors and transformation. What happens when you put a bow on something mm-hmm. and um, what happens as a result of that, which is, you know, the opportunity to transform. And because it don't, transformation usually only happens after something has died. And I just thought, okay, well then that's it. This is, I have to accept that whatever this new thing is, school, work, all of it, life, this is something that I can't imagine. Um, I can't name it. We don't know yet what this is all gonna look like going forward. So if I'm going to have a little freedom around this, a little peace of mind, um, I just have to accept that this is going to be something new. And um, I can't project, I can't project what the old way, the old thing onto this. Yeah. Well, that's a practice, right? To keep reminding yourself of that. But I guess my point in saying all this, if you're mad like me, it's okay. <laughs> you can be both. You can be in acceptance and still be angry. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, the, um, the death card is, yeah, it's a great uh, reminder about transformation. I, when I got that as my card of the year a few years ago, I was like, what? But it's pretty awesome to get that card to know that there is going to be a new way, right? There's going to be some elimination of some things, some closure of some things and yeah. And transformation is on the horizon. So, but it's uncomfortable. Yes. Totally uncomfortable. I don't know. I've, did your kids finish the last school year online as well? Yes, they did. Okay. And mm-hmm. how did that go for them? Was that all right? Um, it was, okay. I mean, they both, you know, they both, did it (laughs) right done (laughs) they both finished their year um but neither uh i would say that my son um was a little more in his element he's a more of an introvert Mm -hmm. my daughter on the other hand um was like me incredulous that this was her life (laughs) she's so social Uh, She's very social. She's very social. And so, yeah, I mean, if we want to talk about, you know, the positive things and we won't know the, the byproducts, the good byproducts of, you know, 2020 until much in the right. rearview mirror, you know, until it's way in the rearview mirror. But if I had to pick out some things that I see just right now, um, you know, one is that my daughter, um, she would have, she would, she would have something before school. She would have school. She would have three activities after school. If it were up to her, if she had a drive, if she had a driver, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> she has a moober, but not maybe not to that degree. <laughs> Mom Uber. So she would have her day would be stacked. This child stopped taking naps at 18 months old. Oh gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So she so this has been a forced stop for her. And, um, and I think it's been, you know, it's been good for her. Um, she's had a little time to, I don't know, think, uh, grow up a little bit. I mean, not that she wasn't, she's very mature already, but I don't know. She's just had some time to do some inflection work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of see or to chat, you know, as this goes along and just see how they are growing and how they're developing different ideas or learning about the world. Right. Um, my son has, um, so he has a learning difference and he, um, he thrived last semester um, in the last semester of school at home doing it virtually. So he got the best grades he's ever received. Um, he could focus. Um, so that was, he was very proud of himself. He was proud of his grades. He was proud of um, how, he, how it went. So he didn't go into this kind of with any bad attitude. Um, again, I just have one kid who's 17. So I get to have a lot of my freedom. I'm not a driver anymore because he drives. So I, I do have a lot of freedom as a, at this phase of my motherhood. And, but what I would say is that um, through the summer, what I found, which was, was really great for him, um, he got an internship um, at his school in the garden program so that he could be outside five days a week. He applied for it without telling me. I didn't even know about it. He got a paid internship. Um, he got to spend time with his girlfriend every day because she was in the internship as well. Um, he had a lot of freedom. Um, although with COVID, you know, not an incredible amount of freedom, but he had the freedom to go to work every day. And we made a pod with the girlfriend's family and talked to them. Um, came, I mean, I wasn't in on the initial talks, but that's what was decided when I was gone um, one time. And then, so that's how it's been. So he has foregone seeing his friends this summer so that he could see his girlfriend mm -hmm. he was already working with her in the program. So in the garden program. So for him, he's been very happy. He, 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 um, he was willing to take that sacrifice of not seeing his friends in person. Um, but they do zoom dates at night. He wouldn't call it that. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I call it a rave. I'm like, are you going to go out and rave with your friends? Because he has like lights in the office that are purple and red. Awesome. And they like blink and stuff. And so I'm like, are you going out to rave? And, and at first he was like, mom, I'm just talking to my friends. And now he's like, I'm going out to rave, mom. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> so that's just like, a, he's going to go at 10 o'clock every night and go talk to his friends. And that's late. And normally I would be like, not about that, but because things are different and this new normal of school and he's almost 18 years old. And I don't know, I let him stay up till 11, 1130. And then he goes to bed. That was never me before, Sandra. Oh. And I don't think that would have been me if school were still in session in a normal way. But for some reason, I'm, I've, I've um, eased up. Loosened up. Can you believe that? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, he, so for him starting back, um, he, he's getting Zoom fatigue for sure. You know, he's right. been in school for about three weeks. Uh, but we've you know, since Steve is no longer living with us, we've created this, use Steve's office as Grady's school. So he gets out of his bedroom, he clocks into school in a separate space, which he says is very helpful. He can paint in there, he has all of his stuff. So it's been really good. It's been a nice, um, so far for him, he's enjoying it. Um, his school is really great because Wednesdays are kind of like a community day. And they meet with their advisors and the college advisors. So it's not really a school day of learning. Mm -hmm. it's more like a day. So they don't have to get on to school until 10 o'clock. Um, they have a break in between. They meet in the afternoon. 
it's so the way they're doing it has been really, um, it's been good for our household. Nice. So we'll nice. see how the grades go. Cause he needs some good grades to go to college. Uh, he mm-hmm. needs his senior year grades. Um, he needs his senior year grades. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, but I'm not stressed out about it. I'm not micromanaging and it's been all of the micromanaging I did early on and getting him coaching and getting him diagnosed and doing all the things are paying off. Mm, I, can, I can see it happening. So it's been, it's been all right. It's been all right. Um, good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll talk about my son a little bit. He probably wouldn't like that, but I'm going to, um, <laughs> he, uh, he's on the spectrum. So he's also neurodiverse mm-hmm. and, uh, he, um, uh, I don't know how you, anyone listening, if you have kids that are on the spectrum, but in my experience, they're pretty stubborn. Um, they're going to do what they want to do. <laughs> um, and because I've been his mom <laughs> for 17 years, um, I am, I, I have to go the other way. Like I have to be a little more intentional about setting expectations and all of that. I'm not a super strict mom as far as rules and all that goes. Um, uh, maybe if I had my, maybe if my first kid was neurotypical, um, I don't know, but I had a pretty stubborn kid. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. (laughs) And, um, I learned that I had to loosen up the grip a little bit. And, um, so, uh, I, I'm so glad I'm sober and I learned about, you know, what modeling a solution for anything looks like. Um, Because what I do know and what I did learn a long time ago when I, before I was a mom, I was a stepmom. And we, I talked about this before, but in my twenties, I was a stepmom when I married my first husband and just by watching what his mom did and how she parented, I figured out right away, kids do what you do. <laughs> they uh-huh. don't always do what you tell them to do. Now some do, some kids are rule followers, but not all kids, uh-huh. um, especially as they get older in their teenage years, they're going to do what they want to do. And, um, for the most part. Um, but they're watching and they've always been watching and, um, they're going to model what you do, uh, usually. And, um, not always, you know, they're going to do things that you prefer them not do, but case in point, um, my son had had some mental health issues. And I talked about that a little bit. I referred to it a little bit at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I turned to books as a coping tool. I exercise as a coping tool. You know, if I had to give both of my kids just a list of what to do, (laughs) Mm -hmm. those would be top of the list for me. Um, you need to read more books. You need to move your body more. You'll feel better. I mean, it's just a fact. And, um, but, you know, cramming that down their throat, hmm, probably, they're not going to, they're likely not going to make that, make those choices for themselves. And, um, but what, the one thing that has come out of COVID is, you know, having just time and space I've watched my son do those things um, the last, you know, few months since probably April. He started, um, he picked up a skateboard and started teaching himself how to skate. Mm. Um, He's been biking a lot in the evenings. I've gone out with him a couple of times and that's been fun. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. (laughs) First of all, that he has his mom trail behind him. And secondly, 
like I said, he's a stubborn kid and he races down sidewalks <laughs> against traffic, like breaking all the rules. And it's like exhilarating. I will just tell you that right now. <laughs> the couple of times I've done it with him, it was just like my heart is pounding because we're just doing all this stuff you're not supposed to do without helmets too, I must add. So I know. <laughs> I know you guys are just gonna shake your <laughs> fingers, but anyway. Um, but yeah, and and he's also like he's been, you know, with his um, money that he's saved from various little odd jobs, he's been buying books. He's gotten really. He goes down a good rabbit hole too, and he always has. That's a um, kind of an obsession fixation thing that can happen with kids on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And he's really, um, uh, obsessed with learning about, um, political systems, namely Marxism, especially he's really like into it mm -hmm. and he figured out that he can't only learn so much on the internet. And so he's been buying all these books and he's actually been reading and he's never been a reader. Mm. And it's just like, I'm just, I peek in on him and I'm just like at my heart just swells yeah. and, you know, and he'll come and talk to me about Marxism and I'm just like fascinated with his brain. I and, um, and so that, so that was a whole lot of concepts tied up into one, but you know, about modeling the solutions and, and, you know, having a little more of a hands-off approach, but that is one of the beautiful byproducts that's come out of this, out of the pandemic for us. Yeah. I love that. And I, I, I mean, yeah, seeing your kids read that there's nothing like that, right? <laughs> Just for the joy of reading. Yes. Great. Well, and it's, it's been a mental health, you know, I think it's helped his, his, his mental health as well, you know, like in the evenings, he'll be like, mom, I got to go skate, you know, when he feels himself winding up a little bit. And so it's like, it's working. Right. It's working. It's awesome. I love mm -hmm. that. I wish we lived in a place we could. Yeah. We live off of highway one and there's no um, sidewalks mm. or into town. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, but I love that. I love that. Right. Grady, um, it was interesting. So it's interesting going through a divorce during COVID. So that, that's another little weird mm. kink there. Right. <laughs> I'll, bring, I'll bring it back to Grady, but it's, it's um, yeah. So getting a divorce during COVID, separating, having, um, living in the house by myself. Um, and then, you know, recently I just started dating. So all of that's very weird during COVID. And we can perhaps talk about some of those issues another time. But we have been having family dinner on Tuesday nights. So when I have Grady um, on the week that he's at my house, we have family dinner here, my husband's house. We have it. I keep calling him my husband. Grady's father's house. Um, we have it over there. So uh, the other night we're at the table and it was really great because we were talking a little bit about politics. And usually Grady has been very quiet when we're having discussions and He's reading how to be an anti-racist and mm -hmm. he had a lot to say. Mm. And, you know, he told me I was a racist and he told me that he told his father he was a racist and, and he had a lot to say because he's been reading that book and it was great to have him participate, use his voice. Um, and so I told him, I said, I'd like to read, I have a different book that I'm reading about me and white supremacy, but I told him, I'd like to read that, you know, when you're done and I'd like to have some deeper discussions with you. And he's reading it for school. It's one of his um, uh, gender studies and race and gender studies class that he's taking. Mm -hmm. And so it was nice to kind of see him participate more that he's get. I don't have to ask him to read it at all. He's like, mom, I'm so into this book. You don't have to remind me to do my reading or to do anything. Right. Like Cause I'll check in every night. Like, did you do your reading? Are you good with all your assignments for the, the day? I don't have to do a lot of, or any, <laughs> micromanaging of his schoolwork. And that's, this is like the first time ever. Mm. And his coach reminded me like, that's the goal. Like, cause if mm, he's going to go right. to college, you can't go to college with no, him. No, you're not. You, mom doesn't come along. No, she doesn't. So it's, that's been a good uh, shift for me, but having 
family dinners has been something that he requested, you know, and that he wanted, and he's working out his own visitation schedule. We're retweaking it right now, Sandra, because it wasn't working for him. Mm. Like I'm away from you for too long. I was gone too long. A week is too long to be gone. I want to mm-hmm. do three and a half days and three and a half days. Oh, nice. So we're going to try that out um, and do that as a schedule. But uh, yeah, our home life has been uh, d- very different than it's ever been. So COVID is one thing, but it's also that my life is just after 22 years of being with someone is very, very different. Oh yeah. So many adjustments. Yeah. But the energy and how I feel and the closeness to my son, I thought, I thought getting divorced or getting separated was going to, you know, we put it off. We were in therapy for like 12 years, Sandra. So we were working really hard to stay together. Yeah. And now that I can have accepted it and got to a place where we're both like, yeah, this, we've done everything. We actually did everything right. <laughs> we're going to call it. And to feel the lightness and the freedom and the energy in my home be so different and positive. Um, sure. I get sad every once in a while, but um, to feel that energy shift and go, Grady's been living in a different energy all the years we were trying to stay together. You could feel it. You could cut it with a knife. And it feels like with COVID, even though it's been a very stressful time for, for us and for many, it does, doesn't feel that dark to me at home. Oh, good. At home. You know, it feels, um, it's really beautiful. The nights that I have Grady, we've gotten into this new routine because we used to always have family dinner every night at the table, every night of, of his life. And lately we've been sitting down in front of the TV, watching an episode or two of Schitt's Creek and having dinner. And that's something I never would have done before. I was so kind of in the routine of just that we do this and we don't eat in front of the TV and we don't have devices at the table, which we don't. Um, And he's better at reminding me that my son (laughs) than I am. But that kind of new relationship I'm having with him or we kind of make a joke, you know, when when one episode's over, he's like, so we totally have to do another one, right? Like, Mm-hmm. clearly we have to do another one. I'm like, obviously. Right. <laughs> um, and it depends on his homework or it depends if he has a date or it depends, you know, a phone date or whatever it is. So these little pockets of time of these new routines, these new kind of rhythm, I guess it's not maybe a routine, but this new rhythm that's happening um, with him, I'm thoroughly enjoying. And I love the extra time that I'm having with him. And I love that he is home. Mm-hmm. Um, of course I would, you know, I would love it if he could go to his school too, but since that's really not an option, I feel like it's a gift and I'm trying to be grateful for it. Um, like yesterday at 1130 in the morning, I just texted him. I said, do you want to run out and go get burritos for lunch? He was like, yeah, I'm done with my class right now. Let's go. And I nice. thought I get to have lunch with him in the middle of the day. Oh, I know. You know? I know. And I, yeah, I have to say that that has been, yeah, just so, so cool about, um, you you know, the kids learning, doing remote learning at home, remote learning, Mm -hmm. however it's called, um, is right. I get to kind of see him. Max can come out for a cup of coffee with me or, um, actually my daughter, because the social one, Mm -hmm. we joined with another family and um, so she's doing just like a mini pod with one friend, which has been so far this week has been so good for her. That child oh. thrives on accountability. And um, she really needed one other person at least to help her stay accountable. That's not her mom. <laughs> right. Um, if she's just with one friend, she'll get her work done. Mm. Um and, you know, and, the, and they'll, you know, it'll be reciprocal that way. Um, but if I'm the one hovering over her, telling her what to do, she will be anti-authority. 
And so, um, and it's, and it's just not that way with teachers, just me. Right. Oh, no, <laughs> so, for sure. I, I understand. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad we figured yeah. that out. <laughs> and um, so, uh, so this week, as we're recording this, she's at the friend's house. And then next week that they will both come here. Oh, that's great. And um, yeah. And so they're just kind of learning in tandem. They don't even have any of the same classes together. But um, just being near one another and kind of being feeling. near one another, they have the same teach, some of the same teachers, just not in the same time, same That's period. Great. And so they're just helping each other that way. And every day she's come home, she's gotten all her work done. And Perfect. it's really been wonderful, actually. What a beautiful solution. A- absolutely. It was the best one for us. The <sighs> best one for us. My son, on the other hand, he's good. He, he's mm-hmm. self-motivated. Yep. Um, for the most part, um, you know, I have to check in with him now and then and make mm-hmm. sure he's keeping up, but. Well, I think about Sandra, I think about, um, I know we have some friends and some listeners here. I think about the ones that have moms that have little ones right now. Yes. Moms that have, you know, like four kids. And, oh, my heart goes out. And the, and then I think about our friends and our listeners that we commun- have community with that are teachers Right. And like, so this, I I feel very fortunate to, to, to have the situation I have and the teachers that he has and the systems that are already set up at his school and and that he has gravitated towards um, being able to focus better um, in this kind of environment one-on-one. We'll see, you know, more will be revealed about that. We'll see what happens with, with, when he does have to have a grade, uh, but I think about the people that it's much harder for and I think about drinking and like the moms that are drinking, I want to do this without being super judgy, but I don't know. I'm seeing all the memes. I'm seeing, you know, the mommy wine culture is so mm-hmm. loud and obnoxious and it's just, and sad. It makes me sad too. It, it is sad. Well, and the, you know, it's out. People are drinking now. Mm-hmm more than they ever have been. Yeah. And it was the woman, I can't remember her name, but I remember I saw that Laura McCowan commented on a post on Instagram. It was the woman who was the founder of Spanx. And it was like the first day back of school. And she posted a picture with like, I think she has three or four kids. And then she has a glass of wine and it's in the morning. And she posted some kind of, you know, jokey thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Laura had commented on it and it was like, this isn't funny. Mm-mm. Would you no. want the teachers going to school drunk or right. drinking while they're teaching your children? <laughs> um, and that this is the solution or that this is the medicine you need at the end of a long day with, with your children. Um, not to me- not to mention the, the message it's sending to your kids that you for have sure. to tolerate. The only way you can tolerate them is with, is by being drunk. Yeah. That's the sad um, message that could land and, and permeate with them, right? Like you kind of sink right. into them. Mm-hmm. And so um, women who are addicted, um, I, I hope that they can get help. And the women that are, that are maybe not addicted and thinking it's just real cute might want to think about that. You might want to think about your actions and what that's actually saying. If not, don't worry about to me what you're saying to me, but what are you saying to your kids? Right. And keep in mind, what is not a problem today could be a problem tomorrow. Right. Because it is, it is, it is frighteningly progressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm grateful to be sober, to yes. have the situation that's happening, COVID, and be sober. It's hard enough as it is. Um, it's hard enough as it is. Yeah. Um, to layer it. Um, yeah. So if, if, if someone is listening and needs help, like ask for it, you don't have to keep doing what you're doing. You don't have to keep subscribing to kind of the mommy wine culture of wine o'clock. And, you know, I, you know, my kids made me drink and all that stuff is very, I think you, if you could step back from that a little bit and look, that's not funny. Not funny. no. No. And I mean, I, yeah, I would be, I would be an absolute. Yeah. Well, I would be that mom. So I'm saying that as a woman who owned (laughs) for that. I owned a wine bar. I sold bullshit things on cocktail napkins that made the, that totally bought into the mommy wine. I'm, I'm, I was part of that problem. So I say that 
from a place of, um, I don't have to do that anymore. And that no, and women don't have, have to do that. Cute. Mine wouldn't have been cute. I would have been, an, I would be in a very frightening place right now if I were yeah. still drinking. Yeah. Um, so I'm very grateful for my sobriety and, um, and it's accessible for yeah. anyone. It's a good time anyway. to quit. It's yeah. a great time to quit if you're sober, sober curious. I mean, if you're sober curious, like you're home. <laughs> I isolated a lot my first year. This is perfect. This is the setup for it to kind of heal and be home and take care of yourself and mother yourself. And um, yeah, it's a good time to think about quitting. That's for sure. Right. Because, uh, you know, full circle, like when we, uh, what we were talking about when we started, we don't know what next year, the next five, yeah. five years are going to look like, you know, I think it's a great time to be sober <laughs> Agree. and be steady and clear and yeah. motivated, um, you know, for change. Cause it's a coming. Yeah. It's a coming whether we want it to or not. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to add one more thing and you sure. kind of touched on it too. I will, um, you know, just the closeness that we have experienced, not just in proximity, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but just our, just our, you know, our, just our souls kind of merging together here. Um, especially watching my kids get closer since March. It has been so just, wonderful. Like if one of them, you know, we, we have a, you know, a couple of friend pods and when one of them's gone, seeing a friend, the other one's like, "Mm, when is she she coming back? And Mm. it's just so sweet because they're five years apart. I just thought that was not ever going to be a possibility for us. I thought, well, they'll be that kind of brother and sister that, you know, have warm thoughts for each other, but they'll never be close because there's too much of an age gap. But no, this pandemic has has completely shifted that. Oh, I like and, that. I like hearing yeah, that. Yeah, it's so sweet. I love it so much. Hmm. Yeah, there's some there's some good byproducts, um, and a lot of my friends are talking about how close they are getting to their children. Mm-hmm. And especially since both of our sons are seniors, like, I mean, they're going to be going out into the world in the next few years, you know, I don't know what that's going to look like. Um, so I'm trying to really just enjoy right now. Yeah. Same. You know, just really kind of soak that up. So, um, yeah. Well, do you want to wrap this up? Sure. A little, a little toolbox action or... Sure. Yeah, I have a few things. Pull some Um, out of my pocket. I like I do. (laughs) I like that. Me too. Me too. Um, So this is the part of the show where we share with our listeners three tools that have been working for us Um, this week, recently, whenever, just something that's helping us kind of stay on the path with our creativity or our sobriety. And the first thing that I want to say, and I hadn't, I hadn't listened, I haven't been listening to podcasts very much during COVID, um, or actually just at all since I decided to get separated from my husband. So since last December, I've really not listened to a lot of podcasts. Um, and I re-listened to Mr. Rob Bell this week, his talk that he gave last year that Natalie and I went to, and a bunch of other unruffleds met us there. Um, which was great to meet them in San Francisco and go see Rob Bell give basically a sermon, right? Like I go to see him talk and give a sermon, which really surprises me. <laughs> um, I never would have done that in my sermon. old life. <laughs> what? I said, I love a good sermon, but. <laughs> oh, he's so good. He I does forgot, give a good one. Yeah. I just forgot how good he was until I watched him again this week. So I watched it finally released. Um, it's called An Introduction to Joy. And he's masterful at what he does. And so our listeners, if you, I'm not going to spoil it all because at the end he gives kind of this little zinger. And did you go see this talk, Sandra? I want to say I did. I I feel like you did. did. Yeah. Yeah. It was a couple of years ago, right? I 
Maybe, maybe I thought it because was I did go I see. I did. I have seen him twice. One right. was just a book signing, mm-hmm. and, um, but the second one was one of his tours, and I think that that was it. And I went with a couple of ladies here, uh, sober women here in Austin, and we had a drunk kind of heckler, which was so That's odd. Right. That's right. And I think it was that tour. Okay. Well, it was. He's just so good at what he does, so good. and funny and humble and smart and I just love him and I was just reminded like I need to listen to some Rob casts again because he he can really bring it home with the message so mm-hmm. it's called an introduction to joy you can search for it it's on YouTube and that's going to be my tool if anybody kind of needs to get um, to hear a message during this time too to try to find joy um I think it's easier than you might think, especially when things are dark. So um, that would be my recommendation for today. That's my tool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, there is not not any year, there is not a decade. Nobody's going to take my joy from <laughs> good from your cold, dead hands. Or not taking right. It. <laughs> You're not going to take it. Um, that's a good one. Okay, well, this is one I've used over and over, but um, this is part of my morning routine that I mentioned, my wild unknown tarot deck. Mm. I still love it. I'm yep. still completely, I've been using this deck for four years now. I pull a card almost every morning mm-hmm. and I just love that I've stayed with this one. I just, I just, my goal was just to get to know it really well and um I think I have and I just love it so much and you know I have the archetype deck that you sent me I had I work with a woman who recommended one other deck that looks really pretty and I might order it and um play around with it and you know I pull the archetype every once in a while but I still just am in deep love with the wild unknown yeah. What's the, do you remember what the other deck is called? Oh, the one that my friend recommended. Uh, yeah. It's called the stretch. Ooh. You have to look it up. Okay, it's really beautiful. Okay. Mm-hmm. The images are really beautiful. It's out of the UK and um, there's teammate two decks. And the one of the second one is, looks very complicated. There's like a male and oh. a female and a, uh, looks too hard um but his just a just his original first deck is really beautiful i'll check Uh, that out the stretch stretch. i have another deck that i like called the fountain tarot that a friend gifted me Mm -hmm. really beautiful but i'm one of those like i don't want too many decks yeah i don't either i don't either that's why i'm just like i like the one i have yeah um and you know i i again like i said i i was really committed to like really learning it mm-hmm. and I feel like I have a good connection with it yeah. but um but yeah I think I'm I think it's I think I'm ready I think I'm ready to look at another one we'll see <laughs> all right so that's a good one that's great yeah. I was just looking at my year ahead spread when we were talking earlier when you were talking about the death card and uh for September it's the five of cups for me grief and disappointment sadness and heavy emotions Mm-hmm. about that <laughs> yeah well, yeah that's not been the case so we'll we'll just see about that um so my second thing um I've just been really listening to music lately Sandra it's been really keeping me company and for so many years I was in complete and total silence when mm-hmm. I worked when I was at home alone um, I worked for many years running the wine barn and in the wine barn, we, we had music on from the time we opened till the time we closed. So there was music on all the time. And when I sold the wine bar and when I was drinking a lot, I just wanted to be alone with my thoughts and my kind of misery. And my, and I thought I was having these deep thoughts and <laughs> no, I was just kind of being morose. Um, but, but ever since, again, since Steve and I decided to separate I've been using music as a tool and I I shared, I think last week, um, how I was waking up listening to kind of that mantra by beautiful chorus. And, uh, I've been listening to other songs too. So my song this week that's been playing a lot when I first wake up is by Florence and the machine. And it's, uh, big God is the song. I don't know if you know that. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Big, yes, I know that song. Yeah, the, 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 the chorus is, you need a big God big enough to hold your love. You need a big God big enough to fill you up. And I love listening to that in the morning and trying to be open and, and feeling like I'm ready for the day. So sometimes I'll just lay in bed, put that on repeat a couple of times. And um, like I said, I put my hand on my heart and my hand on my belly and just breathe in and breathe out and just listen to a song for two or three times. And it really um, kind of settles me into myself. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up and have tea. Um, so that's my second tool to kind of uh, ground myself in a, a song or like a theme song for the day. I, I like doing that. Mm, that's good. I like yeah. that. Um, okay. My second one is, uh, again, um, you know, not anything you have never heard, but the Enneagram. I'm mm. so I, you know, I've been sitting the Enneagram for about five years, kind of on and off, you know, whenever mm-hmm. I I'll listen to this podcast or I'll listen to this audio book or, you know, I'll see a new book. I'll pick up, but like I'm in it back in it now. Mm-hmm. And I've got like one audio book going. I bought a workshop from life in the Trinity ministry that I listened to. And I think I'm going to re-listen to it and take notes the second Ooh. time around. And, um, and I have a, a book from the library going as well and uh, and the various podcasts <laughs> like I'm like mm-hmm. in it I've got like this running uh google doc that I'm adding to and um it's part of my study so we were talking about yeah the top of the show it's part of my morning study I am studying love it mm-hmm. I love it um my third thing third tool uh, so the beginning of back to school, this is not your stereotypical year, right? <clears throat> but back to school always reminds me, it's kind of like January 1st. It feels like this little kind of reset. And, uh, I went into my studio this week and it was just kind of everything, a mess and dirty and hair everywhere. Cause my hair just, uh, hair's, since it's longer now, Sandra, it's everywhere and I was working and trying to get junk off of canvases that I had in my hair. And I was just like, I just need to clean. I just need to purge. And when I do a studio purge or a studio just tidying up, and then I find old work and then I get inspired and then it takes me down a different rabbit hole, that, that's my tool. Clean out a desk drawer, uh, go through your bookshelves and reorganize them or dust them or whatever. Look at what, you know, and then just pull some things off. Like it really sparks me going down. Like I got a whole stack of books I brought in the house. I'm like, okay, these are on deck for next week because I want to dabble in this book about numbers and um, what they mean. <laughs> I think it's called the book of charms and I got it at a library book sale. And then it's also, you know, another book about auras. Oh, I want to read about that. And there's one book about color. I was like, Oh, I want to read about that. So yeah, not that I have to read the whole book, right. But that I can do research. And so I would say my tool would be to kind of freshen up enliven, purge, do whatever you need to do, like a, a little space for yourself um, creatively. Whether that's your kitchen table or whether that if you have, you know, another, a bigger space for you to create, whatever that is, clean your closet, you know, that kind of, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It always feels like a chore to me. (laughs) It feels like I want it to be done. You know, like I like, Uh, I like it when it's done. Yeah. The doing it feels like a big chore for me, like a big monotonous, boring chore. So I really have to get get it into the, that's one of those things that I, I wait for inspiration. (laughs) Right. Well, you know what I tell my clients when we talk about stuff like this, I tell them to research themselves. And so if I can approach it like that, like I'm actually going to tidy up my studio, but actually I'm researching myself right now. What makes Mm -hmm. me sick? What's going to pop out? What is going to inform something else? Or, Oh, that piece of art I did five years ago, I'm actually making the same exact thing that, that that makes sense that this is just in me that I make circles or that I, you know what I mean? It's like, it, it just gives me kind of some inspiration and it's not inspiration. Sure. It's my own inspiration. Oh, like, I get that. It kind of lights me up. So maybe, um, I like looking at it that way. Cause it helps me get it done, you know, kind of like right. I'm exploring a little bit. 
Right. And, and I, and I, um, that, that does make sense to me because especially in my studio, I don't even know what I have sometimes until I reorganize. I'm like, Oh yeah, I have this big pile of pink lace. I was going to do something with that. And I forgot all about it because it's just not out as a, you know, I'm a visual person and it's just not, it's not there. And so I forgot about it, but yeah, yeah, that's a good way. That's a good way of looking at it. Well, my third one I had, and then I completely lost it because I didn't write it down. And, oh, and my 51 year old brain isn't letting me remember it. So, um, I'll just say that I, um, this is really pulling it out of, out of the hat. Um, I have one friend that, that we try to take a walk every two weeks. Um, and we're about to take a walk together and that's just, I can't wait because, um, yeah, I miss coffee with friends. I miss doing things with other people. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 So I'm so glad that we have tried to stay committed to our, you know, biweekly walking date. Um, because I just miss connection with real people. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm yeah. with you on that. Uh, I just pulled up your Instagram feed while you were sharing, Sandra. Mm-hmm. And I know this is maybe in addition to, maybe we could talk about it in, on another episode, but this series that you're doing of self-portraits mm. um, of This is 51 and Change Your Story and just, it's really beautiful. Thank you. Really beautiful. And maybe we could talk about that um, sometime, just self-portrait. I I know that women have a hard time with that, um, and especially as we get older, but I think it's a really important part of of seeing myself differently in recovery. Yeah. These are really beautiful. I love them. And as you age. Yeah. That's that's part of it too. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, thanks for doing this. And listeners, thanks for listening to us again yeah again <laughs> we're gonna invite a few other people on yeah we're gonna mix it up we're gonna mix it up real soon oh have a good day hun all Talk right later okay bye-bye everyone bye. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening.